What's up, guys? Monday Night Football is Monday Night Football. Back at it. Uh, crazy slate today. Um, you know, you had to. You basically you had to play some chalk today. Um, had you know, I, I I had some parts of the big game, that Seattle Detroit game, but we didn't hit it. So what are you gonna do? It is like midnight right now on Sunday night. So if I say tomorrow, you'll know why. It's the game. It's Monday Night Football, right? I'm the Degenerate Seventy Five new guy. What's up? If you don't know, I'm a high limit DFS player that focuses on football and golf. But more than anything, I'm here to not give you picks. I'm not gonna give you a single fucking pick, brother. But you know what I am gonna do? I'm gonna help you get better at this because these DFS streets be tough and it is very easy to lose a lot of money doing this shit. So what I'm here to do is to help you not lose so much money. Notice I didn't promise you you'll win, but if you do everything right, you do it right long enough, maybe you'll become a winner. You see this big ass schedule right here? The big guy stays busy, right? Monday night football. You're watching it right now. We do Thursday night football. Normally I have my dude John Gold JD on here. He'll definitely be on Tuesday. When we do the week-long preview, we do our final thoughts on Saturday. I also do golf, the showdown hoedown for that. Huge edge over there, even though everybody treats it like a bastard child in the swing season. Whatever. It won't stop me, mother father. And then what's really catching fire is my Friday night show, College Football DFS. The easiest DFS out there because just not many. There's just not a lot of great content pushing uh, pushing the good place. So come check that out Friday if you want to or don't. I don't give a fuck. Channel's blowing up with or without you, brother. But with that said, let's get going, man. It's Monday Night Football. Uh, once again, not the greatest matchup, but the first thing we're always going to talk about is contest selection. Uh, you know, I saw one of the big names in the industry today uh, hit the hit the Millie Maker, and that's great. I'm happy for him. Um, but here's what I will tell you: is like that, like seeing that stuff on Twitter. That makes you average guy who plays this. Maybe you're playing twenty dollars a slate, hundred dollars a slate, whatever it is. That's not normal, right? Like he's been doing that for ten years and he finally hit it. Um, and so you got to stop thinking like having these 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 uh, visions of grandeur, right? That that's going to be you because that is what makes you right there lose right off the bat is playing in these contests with these huge negative EVs. And the millionaire maker tomorrow, 44.4% goes to first place. That is redonkulous. That is beyond redonkulous, right? Um, you know, and the, it'll probably be a train that hits it. Let's face it. Hardly anyone ever solo hits these things. Um, and if you do, you would have to get so creative and so unique with your lineup that the chances of it hitting are probably one in like 100,000 at best. Uh, that's if you're really good and you have a really clever lineup and everything goes your way. So I'm telling you, man, just, just stay the fuck away from that okay just stay away from that $15 tournament that will help you so much if you want to play for big prizes you want to enter a whole bunch of lineups just go check out the $3 it's still you know oh my god look at that they actually fixed the price structure oh now it's the nuts are you kidding me this used to be a hundred thousand up top now they're following my rule you always want to see a contest where only 10% goes to first. Those are the best, right? And then 10th place, you want to be one-tenth of that. And it is. 10%. To, so 1% of all the prize pool goes to 10th place. So you can really take some shots in this. It's a 20 max. So you're entering the same number of lineups as everybody. 40,000 up top is going to still have you dancing naked in the street. You're going to be pumped. And because it's a $3, you can take more risk. You can leave $2,700 on the table to kind of get a really unique build, right? Um, you know, I, I would say when you're playing $3 lineups, probably don't want to chase the, you know, the 280 person per, you know, the 280 person train that's going to hit. Uh, I don't, I don't really think you want to be doing that with $3 lineups, but I guess, you know, if your whole budget's 60 bucks, well then you go play whatever you want. 
what I will tell you and what I'm a big believer in is you pick a game script, right? You pick a game script, right? you know, like let's say my game script tomorrow is I think that the most people are going to play that the Rams are going to whoop that ass. So maybe I play that the 49ers dominate the game, right? And I go play a bunch of 5-1 49er onslaughts. I play 49er kicker, 49er defense, stack Garoppolo, a lot of Debo Samuels, and then I just run it back with maybe Cup or maybe, you know, maybe Allen Robinson, somebody like that, just a 5-1 onslaught, something like that. And that will be my game script, right? And then I'm going to have about 20 different versions of that, right? Like maybe, uh, you know, instead of playing, um, you know, maybe maybe I stack Ayuk in there or something, right? Play play that the 49ers get there that way. Maybe I, I go George Kittle instead of that. And I just play all the people that would fit my game script, right? In my game script, if I think the 49ers are going to blow them out, well, then I probably shouldn't play the Rams defense, should I? John, come on, man. So that's what I'm a big favor of, a big fan of. And when you're going to do 20 entries, uh, you know, that's a good chance to get a really good pool of about 12 players that fit a specific script that you like. And then you can mix and match that script. And if your script hits, you really have a chance to hit that thing. Or, you know, maybe maybe you want to do two scripts. Maybe you want to do one that's a shootout script because I don't think anybody's playing that this game is going to be a shootout tomorrow. So you stack both quarterbacks, maybe put them with some cheap receivers. Uh, and that's one way to play it too, right? And then you can have a whole bunch of different versions versions of that and if you're playing a really if you're playing a player pool and you want to play a shootout well then you probably you know I don't really know if you want to have guys like uh, a Daryl Henderson in there right I don't really know uh, if he gets there in a, in a shootout right he could but I, I would probably exclude him from my player pool I probably you know I, I, I probably want kickers less in a shootout game because wide receivers are going to get there so much more than a, than a kicker is in a shootout game so that's what I'm talking about you can never go wrong with the single entries love all the single entries but you know the, the $1.20 max fuck great you know these are very sustainable tournaments for you to play in because i gotta imagine you're not a professional playing thousands of dollars every slate um and that's probably why you're watching this and the best thing you can do is contest selection so there you go hey you can't help but notice my channel not a single fucking ad on here no pew 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 skipping ads because i'm independent as fuck no sponsors no corporate overlords no media network just one dude growing a channel fast as fuck i appreciate all you guys make sure to like and subscribe we keep growing fast as shit and i appreciate it look at that 1.55 thousand my channel is not even five months old what the hell are we doing all right let's keep it flowing here uh this is run the sims if you don't know run the sims is in my opinion especially for showdown without question the best tool assisted site out there you get to put in all of the inputs that you like and then run the sims and it'll tell you how often players show up in the optimal lineups based on that script so if you're playing the shootout script maybe you don't want to have the rams at 20 points maybe you want to jump the rams up to 28 and jump the 49ers up to 29 or something like that right and that's going to change all the inputs maybe you think this game plays a little bit faster you can go change the pace all of that right we're just going to look at the generic inputs today because you know like you gotta you gotta pay for the site if you do go over there use my code get you 20 percent off dgen 75 d-e-g-e-n 75 just try it out for a week i promise you you'll love it so right now you can see the line is 42 and a half for this game 49ers favored by 1.5 at home uh slightly surprising i guess like if you would have just asked me like who i would have thought i would have thought the rams um, so, you know, maybe the counter, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the, the, the Rams onslaught is the play because they're dogs, right? Um, so, uh, we're going to have to see, we're going to have to see, uh, any injuries of note, Van Jefferson's still out, obviously, right? Um, he's the, really the only one of note for the Rams. Looks like the Rams are pretty healthy. Other than that, uh, for the 49ers, of course, Trey Lance is on injured reserve. So they got Jimmy Garoppolo starting. So you're going to have to be a Jimmy Garoppolo truth, Garoppolo truther because 10,000 is a pretty hefty price tag for old Jimmy G. Uh, it, uh, Elijah Mitchell and uh, Tyrion Pri uh, Davis Price are out. Um, 
and that that's really the significant injuries there, right? So we, that's pretty important. So you just go over here. We're going to run the sims, and we're going to look at the numbers and talk about who are going to be some plays and what are some strategies for you to possibly employ uh, for this uh, for this slate. So with the game being a 42-point favorite, you have to think just inherently – People are going to want to rely on kickers and defenses more. When there's lower uh, overall totals, people like kickers and defenses more because those kickers and defenses get there more often. They're going to get there more often than, say, a third receiver or a backup running back is. And so those positions become more valuable, especially when those totals are under 45, right? And this game is way under 45. So as you can see, the ve the most optimized player they have uh, they don't have ownership up yet because as I told you it's midnight, so this will be up. But you can see Cooper Cup shows up in the optimals because uh, he's a target monster. He shows up in it seventy two times, right? Or seventy two percent of the time. Uh, Thirty one percent is the captain. That's a very high leverage rate, right? So let's say Cooper Cup is going to be twenty percent owned as captain tomorrow. Let's face it, he's probably going to be higher than that, right? But if he was going to be twenty percent owned, you would want to be playing Cooper Cup at your captain because he's a high leverage player because he's going to show up in the captain spot more than he's going to be owned but if you think that uh, we're talking cooper cup 40 percent uh, owned in the captain spot tomorrow well then he's going to be a negative leverage player and so that really matters and these are things that we need to consider so you really want to have ownership that you can trust uh over on my discord uh we we provide all the ownership over there our sims and our projections me and john gold jd do uh also provide him the old check this out the rosetta stone that i made for him which kind of if you don't have time to analyze this ship 40 hours a week i break down every game players you should target who you should target stacks you should target stuff like that make that available to everybody on my discord while i'm here let me just go ahead and thank them all they're all over on my patreon if you want to sign up the shit's going just as crazy as the youtube channel thank you to all these guys the reason i don't have ads on this video that and i'm not a fucking poor all right so if you are looking to play tomorrow you got to be you got to be asking yourself like where the most important spot if you don't know this new guy you're just getting into showdown i get it it makes sense you would come to the showdown hoedown so i appreciate you being here it all comes down to the captain spot right it's about captain correlation script that is the key, right? Uh, you want to have a lineup that has a captain that's going to be the highest scoring guy per dollar usually, preferably just highest overall, right? You want to have a lineup that's correlated, that makes sense, right? That like this guy, when this guy scores, this guy also scores. That usually comes in the form of stacks and stuff like that, right? And then the last one, of course, is game script. If you were running a game script that um, the 49ers are going to be way ahead, uh, right uh, or, 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 or you know like the 49ers are going to be playing from behind let's say you want to go with a counter one that the Rams are going to be up well then you got to start liking their pass catchers more in that in that uh, scenario right um, whereas if you're playing the 49ers from ahead I like Debo Samuel a lot more than that because I think Debo Samuel will get probably a handful of carries tomorrow and when they're up I think they're just going to get him the ball they're going to be throwing shorter passes and he is a much more possession type receiver and they're not going to be chunking the ball down the field whereas if they're behind I would actually like somebody like Brandon Ayuk more or Jawan Jennings, right? Those are the kind of guys I want to be targeting in that script because if they're behind, they're going to be throwing the ball down the field more. Those are the more down the field guys. Whereas if they're ahead, give me more Debo Samuels, Jeff Wilson Jr. type guys, right? Uh, George Kittle will be another good one. Uh, so that's what I'm going to, that, that, that's how you let the game script dictate your player pool. And I think that's one of the most important things you could do. That's my opinion, brother. And if you want, there's multiple scripts, right? In each script, you're gonna you're gonna uh, kind of have a different set of players. Uh, we'll me me and John Gold JD talk about all the scripts we like and who would be some players we'll play from that. We do that for our Discord video two hours uh, before tomorrow. All right, so I think it really comes down to one question: Do you have the balls to fake Cooper Cup?
And let me just go ahead and tell you, like, if you have the balls to fade him and somehow, you know, heaven forbid he gets hurt or, you know, gets a weird game script or the 49ers is really key on him and take him out of it, well, then you're going to have mega leverage on the field. But let me ask you this. When you go look at the inputs, we are putting him in there right now at 33%. That is a target monster, right? 33% of all of them are going to be going to Cooper Cup. When you have that many targets and you're that efficient at catching it, you almost have to ask yourself, how does he not get there? I don't even really think you can, in a big enough player pool, I don't think you can completely fade Cooper Cup, right? But what you can do with Cooper Cup is maybe you can be different by just saying, I'm never going to play him in the captain spot, right? Because he almost is guaranteed. It just seems like he is guaranteed 15 to 20 points. Like That's his floor tomorrow, assuming he doesn't get hurt, right? And when you have that kind of floor, you almost are going to need that guy in your lineup, especially there's not a lot of huge hitters in this game tomorrow, and there's so many discounts in this game that it's so easy to get him in there. I think that you would be a fool to completely exclude Cooper Cup from your uh, player pool, but I'm, I'm just giving you the option. Maybe you get clever and you don't play him at the captain, right? That, that's just one way to differentiate because I, I think completely fading Cooper Cup is a fool's errand. Whereas Debo Samuel would seem like the same guy, right? Like, no way you could fade Debo. And I agree, Debo is a badass. And now that he has those guaranteed rush yards, uh, lots of short targets uh, in the full point reception on DraftKings, it's like it, it feels like he almost has a 15 or 20-point floor too. But I will say the one thing about Debo is he does tend to be a little bit more dependent on finding a touchdown. And you never want to depend on a guy for a touchdown to have to get you there. Um, and at 10400 it's not like he's a bargain, right? So I would say Debo, you, you know, is a guy that you could probably just compl- like like have a lineup that doesn't have him in it, and that lineup could still get there, right? There is a there is a scenario in which Debo just isn't that involved, right? Maybe they jump up early, Ayuk catches a big touchdown, Kittle catches a big touchdown, and then they just run a lot of Jeff Wilson Jr. at the end of the game, right? That that is a very sneaky possibility. Uh, each team only runs fifty five plays. It is a slow pace game. The 49ers get to have fourteen three. They just lean on the Rams the whole game, and Debo just never really gets involved. That is a real script. Whereas any script that I come up with for the Rams, I can't think of any script, whether they're ahead or they're behind, that Cooper Cup isn't getting a lot of points. So that's why I'm saying you cannot just exclude Cooper Cup from your player pool completely, really in any build. Whereas Debo, in certain builds, I think you could uh, leave him out, and he is going to be highly owned, right? And uh, I I would guess he'll probably be somewhere in the 50 or 60%. You just check back tomorrow. They'll have ownership here on uh, Run the Sims. All right, this is where it gets tricky. I feel like our boy Jeff Wilson Jr. is overpriced. $8,200 for a guy that, like, kind of gets the bastard treatment at running back, right? It's almost like he's only playing because uh, because our boy uh, Elijah Mitchell's out, and then they still like to take Debo and, and, and steal his carries. I think he is going to end up being a high-leverage player, right? You can see he's showing up as the uh, in the optimal rates 52% of the time. Uh, but here's what's really interesting – our, our flex, he's uh, 13. The captain, he's 13. That's incredible. A 13% time, he is the optimal captain play. That's a very telling number. That's actually a really high number. So because I would actually think 8,200. I would think Jeff Wilson should probably be more around like 7,400. So the fact that he's a little overpriced, he's showing up in the captain's leverage spot, I think that's a great way to make your lineup different, right? Run run a uh, Jeff Wilson at, at – uh, at captain, and then you run it back with Cup in the flex spot, and I think that that right there, you are having an optimal type build that will not be near as chalky as everybody else, because I think most people are going to start with Debo, Cup, Garoppolo, Stafford as their captains, because there's just there's just a lot of easy value on this. Uh, Higby and Kittle are both underpriced. Ayuk is very affordable. Um, 
Juwan Jennings is affordable. Uh, Scourneck is very affordable. The defenses and kickers are always, you know, going to be around four thousand dollars. There's just really easy options to get uh, to pay down this week, right? Uh, oh yeah, don't forget about Kyle Juice Check at a thousand. He get he he seems to win somebody the fucking uh, GPP every year. So you got to consider him too. So now the other thing, the other big question to me is like, like what are we doing with the Rams running back, right? Do we go? Do we think that like they finally have figured it out? They're back to giving it to Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson's over because Daryl Henderson could, you know, you, you never know what the freaking Rams are going to do. They're like the Patriots when it comes to running backs, right? And Daryl Henderson could be the ultimate leverage player for whatever reason. Cam Akers sucks or fumbles or they just decide, hey, we're fickle as fuck. Let's go back to Daryl Henderson. It does appear that Cam Akers is going to take over that role. But there is something to be said that maybe you just fade both of the Rams running backs and just hope neither of them get there. And if they don't, you've already boxed out probably, what, 40, maybe 50% of the entire field by just not playing those guys. And if you're playing a script where the Rams are playing from behind, that is a very real script that they could get there or that neither of them could get there. Uh, and uh, you could run like a, a 4-2 49ers uh, onslaught or a 5-1 and uh, just run it back with a couple ca- pass catchers from the Rams. That's a very viable strategy, right? Or you could look at it the other way and say, no one wants to play the Rams running backs. They're going to be in a script that probably has them behind. So maybe you embrace being different than everybody. And you say the Rams control this game. The Rams get up ahead early. They're throwing every pass to cup. And then they're running the ball with Akers or or Henderson, whichever running back you think it's going to be. I would probably lean towards Akers. And then you make that your script and you run a 4-2 or a 5-1 Rams script and then just run it back with maybe Debo or run it back with Ayuk or Kittle or somebody like that, right? That's a very, very viable thing. And if you're running a 5-1 Rams to 49er stack, the, why, the reason that that is ultra appealing is the underdog team in a 5-1 onslaught usually comes in at like 1% of 1% ownership. There's just not a lot of people that like to run 5-1s, five, five right? And when they do run 5-1s, it's almost always for for the, the the team that's favored, right? Like the Chiefs and the Bucks played Sunday night football. And I, I would guarantee you most of the 5-1s were stacked towards the Chiefs because they were favored, right? Um, so that's a great way to really make your lineup different and still play good players, right? So like when you're playing a 5-1 onslaught, you can basically play all the guys you want because so few people build rosters like that. Almost everybody wants to build a 3-3 or a 4-2. Very few people go 5-1 onslaught. I'm not a big fan of the old 6-0. I would go at least 5-1, especially if your one run back from the Rams is Cup. That would be my one run back, right? If you need the if you need the salary relief, I think Higby's probably the second best choice, right? So that's some ways that you can still play all the guys you like, but still have a build that's very very different than everybody else. Now you just need the Rams to you know kind of kick that ass, and I don't think it's uh, uh, crazy to think the Rams could whoop the 49ers ass tomorrow. So uh, that that's one way to consider it, right? Maybe something else. Maybe you just play your two studs. Maybe you play Cup and Debo, and then you just go play you know, two kickers or two defenses and a kicker. And you just hope the game stays low. You get a pick six. There's a lot of field goals. Maybe throw in one of the running backs, a Jeff Wilson or something like that. Right. I think, you know, I, I, you know, even though the total's low, I don't think a lot of people will embrace the boring kind of low scoring narrative, but that is a way that you could get different. Right. But even less than that, maybe you just embrace 100% just play the shootout, right? You go play You go play a Tyler Higby at captain. You run it back with Stafford and Cup, so you've got that side stacked. And then on the other side, you do a Garoppolo, um, uh, 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 Jennings, and if you have money, uh, hopefully you can get Ayuk or Kittle in there, right? You just embrace that it's a shootout. Both teams are just passing the ball over the field. It's up and down, back and forth, right? And that will, not, that will definitely, with a 41.5 point total, will definitely not be something that people are building around, right? 
So that's some ways, that's some different builds to consider and some different ways to try to get different. Okay. A lot of people always think that the way to get different is just by going and playing some fucking punt. Right. And I would say, instead of playing Kyle juice check tomorrow or Ray, Ray McLeod, instead of playing those guys, how about you just go build different, right? So you're still playing good players, guys that are going to be on the field, guys that are going to be getting targets, guys that are going to be touching the ball. You just use them in a way that is different than everybody else. Doesn't that make sense, right? Instead of just it, being different doesn't always mean playing that one fucking punt that you hope catches a bomb, right? That, 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 that's, like, that's like a noob way of thinking about being different. How you can really be different is embracing a script that nobody else is playing. Okay. Not many people are going to play a script with zero running backs in their lineups, right? Embracing the shootout, playing, you know, playing a pass catcher, uh, like a Tyler Higby at captain, and then just stacking pass catchers on both sides. People aren't going to build that build. People aren't going to build the Rams 5-1 onslaught. So those are ways you can be different and still play really good players. That is some strategy for you. That is some way to get different. Uh, I, I hope you uh, will go drop a like and a sub for me. I hope that you will uh, maybe come check out the Discord. We're growing. We're almost to 300. Come help the big guy get there. And most importantly, I hope to see you again, you mother fathers. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, we will see you Tuesday for the week-long preview. Good luck tonight, dudes.